Last we left the wild cards, you stood amidst ruins in battle, defending the world from the armies of hell. The Revenant Vow had finally succeeded in opening the Hellgate unto Nessus, and as you had expected, the Legion of Hell began their hostile invasion of Asaria. The Harbingers gathered and turned their sights on you, who, after being on the front lines of this war for hours, and are the only reason this world is not already in flames, stood tall to face them once more. However, this time you would not be alone. As you took arms, the Harbingers began to rain terror down upon you. The thunderous sound of the cavalry coming filled the air. The druids of the Vale thundered onto the ruins and collided fully into the devils, crawling out of the fissure between worlds. As you fought, so too did more allies arrive to have your backs. Lord Elisar provided healing uh, blessings of the Fae and the Wild Mother. The Xandrin cavalry of Arendelle rode to war with the bellowing battle cry of their king, and flying in in unimaginable fashion. The Prince of Arendelle, astride a sapphire dragon courtesy of the Osmodian dynasty, turned the tides for you all. Needing to keep the vow and the legion focused here and now, you engaged in melee while secretly plotting a bold exit strategy. Commanding the flying city of Myth Andor to drop from the sky and obliterate the ruins surrounding the gate, Myth Luck, wipe out the initial wave of devils, and stopper the gate with a city's worth of rubble. Meanwhile, you all would use this distraction to slip backwards in time, courtesy of Mordenkind's staff in court's possession. Using these great magi magics to teleport from this point in time back 15 hours before the gate had opened, before the fourth seal had broke, um, and buy you precious time to recuperate your abilities, plane shift to the Nine Hells, and kill Asmodeus. You know, normal stuff. Um, while the focus was, uh, the focus of his followers and armies were here, in your final moments, as Gord harnessed the chronogy magic, this fractal pattern of shattered glass encapsulates you all. The battlefield is frozen before you. The king and his son riding over land and through the air. Your own family members and loved ones frozen in mid-swing. Cloaks flared, weapons slick with blood. Wounds, you hope, are not mortal. The harbinger of war left headless and falling into the chasm. The harbingers of death and famine hurt but retreated, unaware of your ploy, and the gate itself standing open wide with the hellscape of Nessus beyond. The peak of the dark tower alights with flame, and as the fractals pull apart this reality before you, you swear you can see figures flitting about the top of the tower and a monstrous entity in their midst. For the fractals shatter, and in a gut-wrenching, mind-shattering experience, you were all ripped from this timeline and set adrift in the time stream. The ruined battlefield in Hellgate is suddenly replaced with a frightening yet familiar sight as each of you fall into the void at the crossroads between realities and the demi-plane of time. You look around rapidly as mirrored corridors open and snake away in impossibly long paths. Thick threads of energy crisscross the abyss like a webbed cocoon, and you plummet away from a now-expanding, exploded corridor at your backs. The tethers of energy that held it together lay frayed around you, and you're slipping from their grasp. Below you is a void of swirling energy and lost time. Space is difficult to gauge, but you feel an immense downward pull, and backwards looking up, the path is deteriorating for you as you fall. What do you do? Can I... Do we feel corporeal? Like, do I feel like I can move a bit? You feel uh, like yourself. 
You feel yourself, your wings are still active as Sick. they were previously. Um, Mira is here as part of uh, the group. So Mary, you're falling atop her, um, but she can kick her wings out and, and steady um, as you all have this moment. But those of you without the abilities to fly, there are threads of like like ropes. Think of like um, like um, high tension wire that you'd have on a bridge um, that are snapped and fraying and shattering around you as you look up uh, this like corridor of mirrors as you've seen in the demiplane of time before is rapidly falling away from you and you can see it already like the imagery of the battlefield that you were in playing out on the mirror surfaces and below you is a swirling vortex of lost time we see each other you're all within as as close as you were before so within 30 feet of one another i want to fly to brawley and i'll be like everyone hold hands you have one round really here to do oh as God, you wish. We gotta so, figure this shit out. Tal's uh, gonna fly towards Brawley. Mary, you are on top of Mira. Um, if you want to try and steady Mira, I'm gonna ask for uh, either uh, I'm gonna ask for an animal handling check to try and get her under control. Is all my shit still at disadvantage? Uh, you currently are still under the effects of the power of pain. I don't Let me remember, double check. I remember everything it does. I thought it said ability checks, but I don't remember. Let me double check if it says ability checks. Rule one for now. I think it's everything. Yeah. Uh, your speed cannot be, cannot be higher than 10 feet, but you're on Mira. You have disadvantage on attack rolls, ability checks, and saving throws other than constitution okay. saves. So yes. Oh, actually, I rolled a 15 and a 14. Ev, do you have, like, rope in your bag or anything like that in your I kit? definitely do. <laughs> yeah, you definitely do, you, you fucking psycho, you freak. You certainly would. However, you do have, like like I was saying, those, like, wires, those t- high-tension wires are within, like, grabbing distance. Like, you can make a reaction to try and hold Ooh, on to cool. one of those. Any of you can, but there's at least a couple of you with wings. Um, so I as do. anyone can make a, can try and snag one to try and hold on to it and climb. I also have Mage Hand. It's only like it five pounds. Possibly bring one closer to somebody, but you're not going to have a whole lot of time here. Kyle, sorry, did you say animal handling or something else, or just animal handling? I, I it was I was debating another, but animal handling is going to be what it is. Fifteen total. That's enough. Um, with your connection to Mira, um, even fighting through the pain, fighting through this, Mira's, um, you know, she is. She's a Valkyrie's a steed. She is not unaccustomed to weird and crazy war shenanigans. <laughs> and this is weird, um, but she, you know, steadfast, and you're able to quickly kind of reel her in, wincing in pain. Um, you stop your immediate fall um, and are able to kind of take your full action to do whatever you want while on Mira. Really, the ones who are in threat here would be Alana, Gord, and uh, Hondo. Uh, so what I'm going to ask for, unless you guys have other ideas you want to put forth, is the three of you make either dexterity or strength saving throws for me. Can I give Brawly advantage by flying towards her? Yes, I will allow that, as even if she misses, you'll be there to kind of push her towards, let a, or just grab hold of her. If she feels um, still, then I'll give you a chance to try and snag her okay. if you went for her. Cool. Dex or strength, y'all. I did strength and I got 21. Okay. Nice. Uh, with your free hand that doesn't hold your warhammer, you grab hold and 
you feel it kind of tear into your hand. You feel skinned. Um, and, you know, were you not already a callous and hardened warrior, you <laughs> may have taken some damage. Um, but you hold tight and just, like, kind of hang from this thread um, that you can feel it almost vibrates with an energy. Um, and it feels a little weird, but it doesn't hurt. Uh, Gordon Hondo. Or do you have advantage on, or Hanna, do you have advantage on acro things because you're a rogue uh, or some shit? I rolled a 16. Oh, and that's I good. Check. Yeah, your dexterity's crazy. My acro, I do have proficiency. This is, this is a dexterity saving throw, not acrobatics. Uh, dex, yeah, plus 12. Yeah. Oof! Um, exactly like kind of falling from the high sails from the mast clinging to rope and swinging down in a swashbuckler style um you are already grabbing for the rope and are already kind of pulling yourself tight wrapping your one leg around for stability um and honda you are you don't even fall more than you know 20 initial feet as you just hold on tight gourd strength or dexterity saving throw um I just rolled it, but my browser is like frozen. So can someone else tell me what it did? Hey, it didn't. See? It didn't do anything yet. It's still a question mark. It's so funny. <laughs> I can see the dice rolling, but it's like frozen. Yeah, I can see it on my too. It's like it's just not there yet. It doesn't have like the. Uh... Wait, I heard a rolling sound. Oh, okay, great, great, great. Oh no! Yeah, I got the, the game wheel. log? You can oh, also just ask Google to roll, roll you a d twenty, and it will. No, I see see it. Is it in the log? It should be. I see yeah. it. I see it. It's an 18. Nice. Uh, 18 is enough to kind of hold uh, quickly. And you grab hold too. Um, you're all stopped from falling. Mary, you're able to kind of swirl and swish down with Mira. Valentine, you fly to Alana's side as she's just holding with one hand with ease. Um, however, the... Looking up, um, all of you can see the mirror of like the corridor of the hallway above that is falling. And there's not a, a necessarily a sense of, of gravity other than this downward thrust uh, pulling you down. But you can see it kind of in all directions, all these different pathways. But the one that you're coming from um, is slowly kind of eroding and pulling away. The ropes in your three of your hands, um, you can see at the, the bottoms. They're starting to kind of slowly wither away up and just kind of fading. Um, you're going to need to what get you, back up. What are you doing to us up here? God. Can I bonus action? Eye for detail. And I'm mm -hmm. just going to quickly look around and see if we see anything else in the other realities. If there's any more of those freaking mirror people that we saw oh last time we in this place. For perception, uh, perception check. Disadvantage. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, disadvantage that is a 17. Okay, um, you quickly look around and, and gauge all of the options here. And, um, where you were before in this realm, you were on the paths, you were on like solid paths, and you would come to these kind of crossroad junctions, but they were fixed, they were enclosed. Um, and you could see every now and again, you could see like something akin to this where there was like tethers and open space. This is this is a branch of a broken path. This is falling out of time. Um, this is different. Um, and with a 17, um, it's enough of an anomaly that you are beginning to see 
um, vortex constructs and um, the time weaver spiders that are threading time together, beginning to like crest over in far distances. Um, but they're coming to investigate. Okay, I can take someone else who's closest to me. Uh, you were closest with you. You and Allie were beside each other, and Hondo. Gord is the furthest from everybody, uh, but the other four of you are kind of side by side. So okay, well, Val has flown right beside Allie. You'd be right there, yeah. and Hondo would be right there too. Hondo, get Gord the fuck would be on. just a little bit above. Gord is kind of the closest to the top. Come on, uh, Hondo. Easily enough, you leap onto the back of Mira. Uh, Val, are you going to try and fly with Allie, or are you going to leave Allie to climb? Ali's strong. I think I'm more worried about Gord because he's not as strong. Um, like, I have an adventurous kit. Do I have rope in this shit? Let me just check quick. Certainly. Yeah, then I think I will, like, attach. I'll just, like, quickly pull out of the bag of holding rope, attach it to my waist, and then um, maybe, like, make a loop and just try and put it around Gord so that he could focus on climbing. This is um, an interesting check for you. Uh, I'm going to ask for a survival check for you to be oh, able cool. to tie, That's great. tie the That's knot great. around your waist and make a, a sustainable loop. Boy Scout check. Boy Scout check. Survival check for you. Fuck yeah, 25. Roll a 19 on the dice. Uh, whether you were a Boy Scout at some point <laughs> in your in your past life or in the adventuring days. Verdancia Scout. Verdancia Scout, level two. Um, uh, and and you, you very quickly wrap it around your belt tie it off uh and just so quickly almost like a hangman's noose real uh thick and strong throw towards gourd um what i'm gonna ask for is a athletic check from alana and uh i'm gonna ask for actually also for an athletic check from valentine to fly okay. with with gourd uh mary there's no check involved here unless you're trying to do something else honda you're on the back yeah. uh and that would be it can I um, kind of uh, use, can I swoop down below and ready an action, because I haven't used my action yet, to grab someone in case they fall, if I'm just kind of hovering beneath people? Uh, sure, yeah. yeah. You I know, can... like, Mira can't really carry three, but at least just to help snag someone in case they start falling. Yeah, she would She would certainly not be able to, like, keep, keep airborne for long, is what I would say. Yeah. Uh, if you had to, but it would stop someone from falling out of out of reach. But you could figure something else out. Um, and she's fast enough that, like, you're you're like, we'll probably say you're 120 feet from the edge of where it has broken. So within like a quick distance, you guys can get there. Um, but like I'm saying, everything is slowly kind of dissolving away. Yeah, it's um, not so much even like falling. Like, there's no direction to fall. It's just like things are breaking apart around us. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Allie, what was your strength? And uh, same with Val. Uh, 22. Yeah, easy. Like, uh, quickly throwing uh, Stormbreaker onto onto your back, onto your side, however you like to carry it. Hand over fist. Boom, 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 boom. You are climbing up these. It's literally like the gym class rope climb. Um, and you are almost first up there, even with Gord and Valentine higher than you. Um, this is just pure get-to-the-top survival uh, Champions Guild stuff. And in this round, you're able to get like boom, 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 up to the edge uh, and kind of pull yourself up and over. And you're now on the kind of, um, it is like a metallic, uh, smooth metallic floor. Um, and the walls are that shattered at the right of the edges 
shattered breaking mirror where you can see immediately. Uh, actually, make a perception check for me while you're there. Oh, yeah, I just um, clicked the song you put in the chat, and it's perfect and so intense. I got 16 for my helping cord. That's enough. Uh, 19 for my perception. Okay, we'll come back to that. 16 is enough to uh, be flying with him. You're not flying at your top speed. You're already flying at kind of half speed um, just because you're carrying the weight of another person and your wings are not intended for that. Um, but using you know the round to get up, um, you'll be just behind um, as, as Lana gets across. Uh, Mary and Hondo, no one seems to be falling. Everyone seems to get to the edge. Mary, you could, you feel comfortable that like you don't need to wait and you could urge Mira forward. Okay, and I'll just kind of mention to Hondo beside me, there's definitely going to be shit coming after us. I don't know where we're going, but we might need to hit back. Just kind of point out to wherever the fuck I'd see these. With Hondo on the back and Hondo not having taken like an action as you you, you just climbed onto Mira, um, yeah, Kev, you do see several of these mirror constructs like pulling and forming t1000 style like out of mirror and like beginning to just like bladed hands begin to like sprint across those high tension wires that are coming towards converging on all sides towards this single tunnel that as you set foot on now becomes ground like becomes you're, you're looking up into it and then suddenly as you stand on the ground now this has gravity um it's kind of a weird mind-bending element to it. Um, but Elena, as you see, okay, everyone's coming up, everyone's flying, and you just begin to like assess, draw Stormbreaker again, look about the place, um, realize that all of you are insignificant, like low health. You are still battle-weary. Um, so each panel, pardon me, each panel of the mirrors that takes up about 10 feet of time. You're seeing um, elements of the battle that you just had. And you're recognizing like, yeah, this is this is EUF just coming through and the blood beginning to pour. This is back when uh, you see for a briefest of moments, Arthur ravaged by a pit fiend uh, in the distance. And it's all kind of playing out in this like montage style. Um, however, on other panels, you're seeing things that either you didn't see happen or maybe didn't happen in this reality or maybe had yet to happen um at a point you see not just a trickle of blood coming from the gate but the fissure a full river of blood and a series of dark sailed ships riding out through the gate with fiends hanging off and um you see strung up from the masts hanging from nooses a number of humanoid figures another side you see um through the gate um these massive two massive chains were like hooked through and like connected with massive hooks into the earth itself within the ruins where you once fought and they seem to be the, the 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 imagery through the gate is different that tower that was seen far in the distance is suddenly at the peak of the tower and you get a glimpse of the devil himself kind of orchestrating magics of divine power and these chains and a chain hurls through the gate and 
like clings to the earth of Vasaria through the gate. Um, you see all of this playing out on these multiple different panels before everyone manages to pull themselves up to your level and you're all in the tunnel needing to move fast. What do you do? I have a question. Let's yeah, go for it. You go you go first, you go first. I was going to say, let's move fast. That's all I was going to say. Uh, I will say, actually, can I take an action as we're moving quick? Because Brawly is so low, I'm going to pump a level two Cure Winds into her. I'll just like hold her hand as we go. No problem. Uh, Kev, what were you going to ask? <laughs> Excuse me. Could, could I, um, you create, like for these these mirror people, could I create a phantismal force to distract them? Um, if you want to hold that for the first one you see, like as soon as you see a target, because Phantasmal Force is a singular target uh, spell to hit this target. Um, if you want to start casting that as like a prep, like prepped and it's just ready to unleash on something, you absolutely can do that. I can't and, remember, Kevin, if they, these guys took psychic damage last time. They fought them. I don't mm-hmm. remember. That would help. But also, do we, do we do, because of that, do we know what they're afraid of or their weakness? Um, you would, the, the issue with these creatures is they're one, their construct. So they don't necessarily have personality. They don't really have fears. They can be affected by, by fear. Um, but they, uh, they're not necessarily like living entities, um, as much as constructs of this Debian plane that serve a mechanical purpose. Um, Mm. but your spell could still take hold should they come about uh um, right here okay i'll think about it okay that's fine you could easily just throw it out there at any point as something that was in the back of your mind do we have have a direction to run like can i look around and see like where we don't know where the fuck we're going we don't know what we There's have only, to do here it's a singular path okay there's only one path in this tunnel specifically that is um simultaneously it runs back as Ali kind of saw it's running backwards through the timeline you know but also is projecting different elements as you when you were in the demi plane of time before you saw yourselves projected in different realities different versions of yourselves different um timelines for lack of a better word that things could have been vastly different for you and this is the same tied to this moment in time rather than you specifically. You begin to move fast back down the path. Um, and Honda, you see one begin to like pull itself out of the mirror uh, and stand at maybe 60 feet down the path. Um, Valentine, Mary, you also, and Gord, actually, you're, you're all very high passive perceptions. You see... Um, in one mirror that's kind of just up in the kind of upper left, you see an image of kind of throat here, like uh, in a, uh, a victory speech, not dissimilar to the one that you were present for, but this one seems more, um, the war has won, the skies are aflame. It seems like the, the vow is victorious in this imagery. And that throat here, suddenly begins to cast its eyes down and catch your eyes and push its way through and reach for you. Um, I'm going to roll randomly to see who it reaches for as you're running past it. What the fuck? I need a d6. Don't touch us. One, two, three, four, five. One, two. 
Alana, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw for me. Nah. Oh. I'm gonna need a heal there. Mira could be the six if you needed a six. If you Nineteen. Needed a girl. Oh, killing it girl. tonight. As it reaches, it just gets hand and like you're just, you're you're sprinting. All of you are moving as fast as you can, like you're in full dash moves. Um, and as it just like reaches, you just and shatter its hand, like sick. just in a full pummel. Uh, and it just and then the rest of it begins to continue to pull through one arm less as one is now behind you. Um, Hondo, do you want to try and use Phantasmal Force on the one that you see? I'm thinking, like, what if I used Phantasmal Force as throw tier? Sure, if that's what you want to try. Mm, yeah, let's do it. Okay, let me look up. Does it say that it works on constructs? Um, this spell has no effect on undead or constructs. Damn it. Okay, never mind. Uh, good call as ever. Um, All right, set plan B. Plan B to stab it? I have sex with it. <laughs> plan B. Um, we're going with the fog cloud. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. Make it harder for us to move. Perfect. Yeah. The question is do you cast it on yourselves? Do you cast it ahead or do you cast it behind? You're in a sing consider yourselves in a single unending Tunnel. corridor. Uh, like, I'm thinking strategically so that it blocks their view. It doesn't necessarily have to be on us, right? Smart. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So you want to put it as uh, ahead of you so you'll be running towards it, but anything ahead of you won't be able to see through it yet. Yes. It's like a, right, a, a literally a smoke screen. The things behind us can't see too. Yeah. Yes. Okay. No problem. Uh, you guys I can't believe you haven't running. used your fog cloud yet in this whole day long battle. I know. I've been just itching. Like, you got to use it sometime. Each and every one of you are sprinting, as I've said, at, at full full tear out speed. Uh, Val, like, you have enough room here to be like flying rather than running, which gives you a little bit extra uh, maneuverability. Um, Mira is, and Mary, it's a little tight for you, but if you cling low and kind of hug to her neck, you're able to, to keep low. Um, and as you're sprinting behind you, you hear just like of like dozens of these creatures beginning to track at high speeds. You're watching more and more of each of these um, mirrored realities that you can't even focus on anymore as you're sprinting past them so fast, but you're seeing more and more like arms reaching out, things trying to stop. And you reach into Hondo's fog cloud. And as you go to break through the other side, it is full running towards you sprinting just zombie style mirrors t1000 style constructs hundreds within the range and as you kind of like skid you are overwhelmed preparing for battle in a beam of rainbow hued light shatters around all of you in a blinding light and suddenly you're not there. You suddenly feel warm, pleasantly full, as the brilliant rainbow hue that blinds you turns white. You blink that light from your eyes and you stand on a rocky plateau atop a snow-capped mountain. The landscape before you is bathed in a golden light of a brilliant sun. Mountain ranges just poke through thick white cloud tops just as far as you can see. 
your eyes adjust and you gape to the beauty of the sight before you. And then again to the six divine beings before you. At first you look at a figure draped in golden robes and haloed by the light of the sun, only to realize the sunlight is originating from a burning halo above the warm smiling face of Pelor, the Dawnfather. In sharp contrast to the light pouring from the dawn, beside him is a slight feminine form made of starlit night sky, long strands of wild hair that kind of swirl on an unfelt breeze, and a crown of stars encircles the enchanting face of the mystic goddess Mistra. From the plateau's surface you stand on, you watch a swirl of flower petals, golden motes of light and leaves sweep out and kind of sweep around you, and from the base of a growing throne of vines and branches, you see uh, a deep green-skinned woman with vibrant turquoise hair and a crown of blooming flowers, smiling and beaming towards you very clearly, Melora, the Wild Mother. Uh, with skin like cracked uh, lava and a burning beard like a forge, the beaming smile of Morden, the Allfather and Soul Forger, warms you and uh, shakes the ground as he hefts an anvil the size of a small house onto the mountainside like a small meteor. It's 15, 20 feet tall, twice as wide. Half behind the dwarven deity and half in shadow, you see the pale mask amidst a black void that seems to flutter like feathers, denoting the Raven Queen's presence. Finally, with scales that refract the various sources of light like an oil slick, you see unfurling from the very peak of the mountain, the platinum dragon, Bahamut. You watch his long neck carry his crown uh, of horns around them, a mass group of you all, and beams at you with a head as big as that anvil. Welcome, champions. You have done great things in our name, and even more heroic acts, simply for the betterment of your peoples and your homelands. In the face of impossible odds, you never wavered. You have proven beyond doubt you are worthy. He kind of like puffs a little uh, out of his nose, not in an aggressive way, but just a massive dragon who breathes and just lets air that is like bitterly cold, but not painful, just like alert. You just feel rejuvenated, like a shot of caffeine through your veins. The Dawnfather speaks. Worthy of the armaments you carry, the blessings of our giving, and of the world you strive to see freed. Your enemies care not for worth or love. He sees only malice and cruelty, and he will see that malevolence used at you at full force. In the shadows of Nessus, in the cracks and crevices, he lies in wait. You hear Melora kind of sit up in her throne. A visage above of unyielding power, but as all things with Asmodeus, this too is a lie. You watch Morden kind of hammer down and it thunders and frightens you for a moment before he kind of <clears throat> adjusts himself a little. The idea that you may cast him down 
and know something he does not is not a thought that occurs within his conscious mind. He is too proud to believe that you possess the willpower or the potential to strike him down. But for his folly, you will succeed. Finally, Mistra kind of strides forward and she's like, it's like a slithering, almost snake-like, but not with that kind of, um, not with that connotation of, of what you would expect from a snake. This is more pure energy moving before you. The truth in his soul is he is afraid, not knowing what mistake he has made, not expecting that you may appear wielding the one thing he does not have. Hope, with hope of seeing this veil of evil lifted so those behind you may yet have a chance to find their own paths and hopes. That would be the difference. She kind of slides back and Bahamut once more levels his eyes at you. You are worthy to carry the burden of hope, but as our stewards, allow us to lighten the load. He levels his head directly towards Mary, turns to face you. Massive dragon with the group of you. He still looks like he's looking at all of you, but the eyes look at Mary. Immediately stand up straighter. Many, <laughs> Many months ago, you took up this charge, and you and I made a pact. Should you stand for righteousness and fight for the people of this world, not just avenge those you lost, you would be rewarded with a life worth living and a family worth fighting and living for. You stand before us as teacher, guide, and bastion of what a platinum soul represents. Accept my boon, and may you call upon it to bring justice to those in need of it. And you are presented with the boon of the platinum soul. These are all going to be feats that I will be giving you freely. Uh, Valentine, yours is uh, an item because I couldn't get the thing to work in D&D Beyond, uh, but it's an item. It works the same as the rest. Um, do you want me to read what the boon does, or do you want to look at it yourselves and keep it secret, or do you want to read it yourselves? Up to you. I think it's fun to talk about it, but that might just be me. Scott, you're muted on the computer. There, I could be individual choice. Could be fun. I'll add, at the end of each one, I will leave it to individual choice. Uh, so we'll start with Mary then. Boon of the Platinum Soul, you can add it. So if you go into your page on Manage Feats at the very bottom of the Features and Traits, there's a Manage Feats button. You can choose from the feats and freely add the one that is uh, I will give to you. Um, but Boon of the Platinum Soul is yours, Mary. Basically, the choice will be, yeah, do you want to share what it is? Do you say anything in response? You can say nothing. That is an acceptable response. <laughs> uh, I think I would... Um... I think she's too shell-shocked and she thought for sure at the beginning of this, like, oh, we're just dead. Like, we just died. Hmm. And now all the gods are here. We, we're dead. Um, I don't think she says anything. I think she just steals herself and gives what the most put-together, like, nod that she can. Um, 
Yeah, the most put together nod you can while being racked with intense, horrid pain. And yeah, that's true. I'm still a day's in... worth. Of Is that fighting. still happening? <laughs> no, at, at, at this point, I would say that um, you are all cleared of any uh, odd ailments and and curses and, and any of that kind of thing. Um, you're still at the hit points you're at, but yeah, like uh, power pain fails. Um, if any of you were affected by the splinters of the um, black staff, that goes away. Uh, so, as for the uh, feet, do you want me to read it, or do you want to look at it, or do you want to keep it? You can read it. Okay. <clears throat> so, the boon of the platinum soul gives you a new battle maneuver to be used called the platinum strike. When you hit with a weapon attack, you can expend one or more of your superiority dies to deal radiant damage to the target in addition to your weapon damage. Each superior die spent, you can deal 2d12 radiant damage. You can choose to use this after rolling, but not before you roll damage. In addition, you gain an additional superiority die. <laughs> it essentially gives you a alternate um, smite. Yeah! Sick. Cool. <laughs> Dope. The dragon appreciates your stoicism. I nudge Mary with my shoulder. Like, thanks. I'll do my best. That's that's what you had to say. You could do your best. He gives a wink in his head, kind of retreats. Hmm. Suddenly the light grows. Um, exponentially brighter and again you have to kind of blink before it's tamed to be um, appreciated by mortal eyes as the dawn father directs his attention to the captain beneath the fiery crown above his head you feel baked under a summer sun hondo but not uncomfortably so it's calming it's comfortable hondo the blue a pirate thief reprobate and the scoundrel on the surface. But beneath, I believe we see something wonderful. Creative, spirited, adventurous, passionate. You burn with the passion of the very sun itself, and that passion carries you from one trouble to another as fast as its light. We may seem at odds at first, but you would not be standing here before us all if you had not shed the triton you were become the hero you are. Allow me to stoke that daredevil flame, for better or worse. You are granted the boon of the swift seaman. This is a great honor. How, how fucking dare you? <laughs> Jesus what? Christ. Let me read quickly. Read what? Read what? Boon of the Swift Seaman? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just wanted to make sure that's what it was called. Read it out loud. Read it out loud. Oh, this is a great honor to be a seaman. You burn with the passion of the very sun itself. And that passion carries you from carries you from on trouble to another. As fast as the sun's light. Stoke that flame you gain the following benefits. Your speed increases by ten feet. When you use the dash action, difficult terrain doesn't cost you an extra movement on that turn. In addition, on a turn you dashed, your weapons ignite with a radiant light and a deal an, an additional 4d6 radiant damage on a hit. 
Oof. When you make a melee attack against a creature, you don't provoke opportunity attacks from that creature for the rest of the turn, whether you hit or not. Ow. Essentially, it is the mobile feat with a little extra damage. So as long as you dash, your weapons deal uh, any attacks you make on a turn you dash, deal an additional 4d6 radiant. Um, and it just fits very much with how you play in fights, uh, that you won't take any opportunity attacks as long as you make a melee attack against them. That's pretty damn cool. I must say, I'm I'm full of semen, and now it will be swift. Valentine just Valentine stares at his feet, just like <laughs> me. At least, at least I fucking say that. Yeah, you're right. Better to say nothing, I guess. Fuck. Oh, no, uh, this is Neavir's dad. Just so you know, this is basically <laughs> ne- Neavir's father. Uh, true. Uh, Pelor chuckles that with a with a laugh that shakes the earth um and the light uh, of his halo just flares with each chuckle as he pulls back out of uh out of the group um with a thunderous <clears throat> the hammer again uh moradin kind of pulls himself up uh and like hefts the anvil forward and kneels um, with, uh, I should point out too, his right hand is just a hammer. Like his right hand is a hammer, as if like affixed to the wrist. Um, and he kind of kneels with that hammer on his anvil. Uh, and the forge beard is in intense heat, but you feel no pain. As Alana, he looks to you. You carry the strength in your arms and chin, and how hard you can hit and get hit, but still keep coming. And Cord sees this in you, and those armaments will serve you both very well. Now, I know weapons and arms better than most, but what few know that I do is that a weapon or shield will corrode and become brittle if it is not crafted with a good soul of its own, not cared for with souls equally so. You have forged bonds of friendship and love so powerful as you embold them in ways those who do not know love cannot comprehend. Just as those weapons will serve you in battle, you are bond with the family here alongside you. That is your greatest gift, and that I can embolden. Alana, you are bestowed the boon of the warrior's bond. Would uh, you like me to read it? Would you like to read it? Or uh, do you say anything to Morden? I'll just say to him, uh, almost kind of like same as Mary, where she's in shock. And she just says, um, I always knew I was worthy. Thank you. Thank you for this. Oops. Uh, He begins to pull himself up um, and I'll read out what the effect of the feature does in a second but uh, it's, oh, almost forgot uh, slams the hammer into the anvil and you see sparks and lightning uh, and in place where he hits a creature sits you see a horned goat, it's Keith Keith has been brought to you however Keith looks buff as fuck. 
Keith has wings and he is riddled and rippling with lightning energy. He says, Moradin says, thought your uh, mount could use a bit of an upgrade. <gasps> Keith bounds towards you off the anvil and his wings flare out as he swings and lines and lands beside you and butts his head to yours. Um, like, you look so majestic. <laughs> uh, the warrior's bond. You can manifest a protective aura that you can use to shield you and others. As an action, you can designate a creature you can see within 30 feet of you as a bonded companion. While that target is within 60 feet of you, both you and the bonded companion gain a plus three to saving throws, all saving throws, and armor class. Uh, you can use this once per rest, and it lasts for one hour or until you or the bonded target fall unconscious or die. In addition, you learn the Find Greater Steed spell and can cast it without expanding a spell slot uh, once per long rest, and you can now summon the Celestial version of Keith, who has been brought before you as your bond and trusted companion. Oh, that's so cool! You essentially, you got a you got a god pokeball. Yeah, he yeah. can't die. He can't die. He can't die. So you can add Keith, uh, Keith bracket celestial, uh, in your extras in your in your mounts, so you can have him on your character sheet and boon of the warrior's bond in your features and traits. Okay. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Um, Guys, I think we have a chance now. <laughs> so all things turning around. It's great. <laughs> Morden uh, hefts the anvil back with a, a large scraping sound. Um, and it's a little uh, deafening for a moment. As uh, Valentine, beneath your feet, a carpet of red moss begins to grow from the rock and carry you forward like a gentle wave towards the wild mother. She stands from her throne nine, ten feet tall. And with each step, the ground beneath her explodes with life. Grass grows and butterflies sprout and take flight. And finally, you are brought and kind of raised up to eye level with her on this kind of mound of growing earth and vegetation. She takes a finger and with a tender hand as soft as velvet, tips your head up by your chin just to look up to her and smiles at you warmly. Young Valentine, you too have sworn an oath and pact to fight for this world and for all realms that bloom and grow. But for each victory fought with iron, you have always won far more favor with words. You can inspire greatness from your allies and instill fear in your enemies with a word. You can, uh, you are a voice of reason to the chaotic confident smile in the face of fear and a support beam by which you hold up this delicate house of cards. Despite all this, I sense fear and self-doubt. I know the dread that lies in your heart that you dare not speak. So long as fear infects your soul, you welcome doubt into every action and every word. For a bountiful garden to flourish, you must cut away that which would infect the bed. Prune the infection that is fear from within you and become the leader you are meant to be. 
with each step and each word thereon, you will sow the seeds of hope and wonder. The green and good of the world has been placed in your hands, and I place my faith in you. With this, you are granted the boon of leadership. It's an item instead of a feat. Uh, would you like to read it yourself, or would you like me to read it? And would you like I to will. say it? I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I would have whispered quietly when she said House of Cards under my breath. I would have been like House of Wild Cards. Um, let me look it up. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. Add items. Boon of leadership. Ahem. <clears throat> You're an inspiration to your friends and an intimidating beacon to your enemies. Harness that strength and you will lead people to greatness. With this boon, you gain the following benefits. Oh, shit. Your charisma score increases by two to a maximum of 24. You can spend 10 minutes inspiring your companions, showing up their resolve to fight. When you do so, choose up to six friendly creatures, which can include yourself, within 30 feet of you who can see or hear you and understand you. Each creature gains 10 hit points equal to your level plus charisma modifier. A creature can't gain temporary hit points from this feat until it has finished a short or long rest. Dope. Essentially, a uh, empowered with the charisma boon of uh, the inspiring leader feat, uh, but I think very fitting. Done. Uh, do you say anything in response to me, Lord? Um, I talked a big game, but I think I am a little like speechless, especially like being in front of her being so intimidated. So I'll just kind of sheepishly be like, thank you. It's an honor to wear this. And I, I will cultivate the garden inside me and lean into the light and forget about the doubt. I know, I know you will. However, if you are ever in need of any aid along your way, know you have other forces keeping your heart top of mind. And speaking of, she looks towards Moradin and just kind of gives him a nod. All right. And he kind of steps forward and shoves the anvil forward. Um, you watch his eyes close and flare with these, um, it, it looks like starlight in his eyes. And all around you, the pieces of Heartbreaker are pulled forth and the blade of Aetherius is pulled from its scabbard. You watch, he swirls them all around and uh, breathes lame and they all begin to kind of melt and congeal and course together. Malara steps forward and just takes it just like a tiny bloom, sets it in, and just with one hand, a couple of rose petals, and just scatters them into the mix. And as she does more, and floating back to you, Heartbreaker, reforged. I could literally cry. I love you so much, Kyle. God. You can add Heartbreaker. With the oh, called Heartbreaker God. with in, reforged so in brackets. Oh my God. Add it back. Valentine starts 
sobbing not that audibly but just tears streaming down his face and just like can't even say anything and just like holds the hilt to like his heart uh, it is more or less the two blades in one uh, there are some additional features oh that uh, weren't previously there but more or less the same idea uh, is the it takes on heartbreakers appearance with many of Ethereus's abilities Perfect. And obviously, the um, retractable light blade. Perfect. Holding Heartbreaker's hilt, you step back into the group. And despite the radiance of the mount, the divine flame and sunlight, shadow suddenly encompasses you, gold. And at first it's cold, but then that cold becomes pleasant, and you feel a raven perch on your shoulder. The sounds of the mountain and the other gods become dull and distant as through the amassed divinity you see in their shadows, standing quite a bit distant away, the enigmatic form of the Raven Queen. Her masked face stares at you through the shadows, implacit, and from the Raven she speaks. Champion, we share much in life and in death. Our stories intertwined long before we met, or even before we were aware of the other's existence. Our paths have been dark and deadly, origins shrouded in mystery and in life. We were distant, enigmatic, and reserved. Where we diverge lay within the company kept and the destinies you have shelved shape without reservation or self-interest. Friends and family whose threads of fate lie entangled with your own. Take to those bonds and do not stray from them, lest you walk a path like mine, alone and feared. Lord, you are bestowed upon with the boon of the fate touched. Would you like to read it out yourself? Would you like me to read it? And would you respond to the Raven Queen with anything? Um, you can read it, and Gord will just be like, like snaps it out of her hands, like, about time. Uh, the raven flies off in a uh, burst of feathers. The boon of the fate touched. You gain uh, the feature of master of life and death when you cast a spell that deals necrotic damage or heals hit points you can choose to deal max damage or heal max hit points rather than rolling uh, you can do so a number of times equal to half your proficiency bonus so three uh, and you gain all back after a long rest in addition um your existence in this twilight state between life and death makes you difficult to defeat when damage reduces you to zero hit points, you can make a charisma saving throw with the DC equal to five plus the damage taken. On a success, you drop to one hit point instead. Uh, you cannot do this if it reduces your hit points by radiant damage or a critical hit. Uh, and you can use this once per day. That is so cool. Oh my god. Okay, would you like an entire finger of death? Mm, or is yeah. that is that a, is that a rolled one? I don't even remember. Yeah, it's seventy eight plus thirty or forty. Yeah. Jesus. So max whatever that is, eighty six, ninety six. Um. And yeah, mask your wounds. It would it would count for all who are touched by 
either Oof. healing or damage or necrotic damage. So, not just a single target. Uh, as you all kind of pull back and feel these boons, which are you know they're not physical um, items or entities, it is more bestowed upon you with a divine um, kind of intrinsic addition to who you are. <clears throat> Mistra kind of shifts before you all and the other gods slip back. Um, she looks to you all and as you kind of group close, she speaks. My brethren speak true. You are worthy, but the king of hell is coming ruthless and has the power to reshape the cosmos as we know it when you face him you will only be facing a portion of him do not do so lightly i have ordered you each with a divine rune of protection it will shroud you from sight and prepare you for some of the malice he will use upon you but it will not last forever in addition to all the other boons you each are granted an item known as a rune of divine protection Hmm. There are many different uh, features to this Rune of Divine Protection. It's more or less a hero's feast on steroids. Um, but the final effect that matters is um, it has a death ward built into it. So you all are under the effect of a death ward. However, when that death ward pops, when you drop to zero hit points first time and you are brought back to one, all of the protections of the Rune of Divine Protection cease. The whole thing can be deleted from your character sheet. So, keep that in mind. Um, but as she continues to speak, she speaks about the rooms and, and uh, of the other boons and of your character. She speaks aloud in her voice, um, but she also begins to speak telepathically into your minds. And for a moment, it's a confusing to hear these two lines of dialogue. She's speaking aloud and then in your minds, and they are for a moment the same words before they begin to diverge. Um, and the exterior sounds of the mountain and her um, her voice grow dull. But telepathically you hear, I have seen the path you walk, the river, the canyon, the pit, the true form. I have heard your weapon whispered in the annals of lost time and memory to possess this power as a threat upon life itself, a weapon no mortal or devil should possess. To know it is a great burden. It cannot be used too early, lest he learn of it. It cannot be used too late, lest too much damage be done. When his focus turns to that which lies buried and lost, when the bells toll and the king looks to the skies with hunger, you must strike. There's a long pause and you hear the world return to full volume. And consider this, the perpetual energy of the divine cannot be destroyed altogether. It persists long after the body and time itself fades. What happens to the energy in the absence of the living who once bore it? Perhaps you may yet come to know. She shifts back and the bastions, the heavily, uh, heavenly stewards of this world beam down upon you in a line, having bestowed you with gifts and protections in your final heroic hours. You watch Mistra begin to recreate the fractals around you. 
just as the staff had once produced. And you begin to feel the same sense of displacement at your feet. Wait. Before we go, can you tell Nevir we miss her? I'll, like, look at Pella. You'll have time yourself. Soon enough. I look at Hondo. Good luck, champions. Fractals begin to encompass you. And the world is white once more. Gord, please roll me 1d100. Oh, shit. How many years before the spell gets hit you? What a fucking scene you just put on. My lord. 54. Okay. Uh, Perfect. The light fades uh, of this otherworldly divine experience, and you feel your feet standing on uh, within the ruins on the left side of the fissure. The fissure is not quite as large as it once was. The gate is still an open mass that you can see through to uh, the other side. Um, and you look up to a noonday sun. You can hear the sounds of the war camp preparing for tonight's battle. You look around. You're in the ruins. There's no one else here that you can see yet. Actually, that's not necessarily true. You do hear two voices speaking from the room, uh, the building that leads down into um, the, the kind of ruins below where the gate began to rise. Um, and you look and see um, from your positions within ruined buildings. Um, Arthur and Eli, so like walking. We need walking, to make sure that we are not uh, seen. Duck, duck behind whenever we can. I'd like everyone to make a stealth check for me. Oh boy. Oof. Remember how you roll these at advantage. Both mounts. Jesus. Like, is Keith cooler now? significantly better than I did. Oh, that's not great. I got 20. Not okay. nice. You're fine. Uh, just call them out as you roll. Stealth checks all around. Mary, what'd you got? Um... So- I got a... Where's my stealth? 15. Uh, fuck, did you roll a 2? I rolled a 3. <laughs> and Mira got, like, 19. Yeah, 19. Yeah, for her. I would Mondo? say I would have probably slipped off of her at the whole god situation, so I probably wouldn't be on her anymore. Yeah. yeah. I rolled a 1. You oh roll with advantage. God. But I have advantage. Yeah. Jesus, don't throw this to my heart. I rolled a 16. Yeah. Oh, Plus 17. You're fine. I got 13. Oh, okay. Thir- my DC is 14 based on my roll. So, so Interesting. far, I Interesting. think you are all over. Uh, what did Mira and Keith and Gord get? Mira got like a 19. Yeah, you okay. said 19. So success yeah. on Mira's part. 16 for Keith. Keith succeeds. And Gord? 
Sorry, did you say stealth? Yeah. Eleven. Okay. 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 The group as a whole succeeds, um, and despite uh, Arthur and Eli having decent perceptions, uh, they are distracted by what is about to be a war front, and they're looking at magical energies of the of the uh, below the gate and considering um, the city of Mithandor's uh, technology and and our just after, like, in a, just finished the process of retrofitting it to become this weapon that ultimately was never used, sadly. Um, but they continue walking through the ruins on the other side of the fissure, and you feel confident that you want to engage them, and they're the only ones within the ruins. You know yourselves to still either be resting or in the war tent, um, your previous selves, and are not in threat of uh, engaging with any of your other allies for now. I have one. I have enough magic left to cast teleport to either bring us to the Platinum Sanctuary or back home to Arendale. Where do you guys want to go? Will have been watching Arthur's back this entire time with a very, very heavy guilt. Um, still watching quietly. I don't know that we can go back to the sanctuary. It needs to be where no one else is. Perhaps the keep. Yeah, you know who took care of everyone who lived at the keep. Yeah. Ando, you want to say something? You have a mischievous look on your face. I I was just going to say, I mean, if we need to go where there's nobody, we did kill the Kraken, so that whole layer is pretty free. It's under... You want me yeah, to teleport you're us the underwater? Only one who can breathe. You're the only person who can breathe underwater. Uh, create an air bubble, you know, work some gust of wind stuff. You know? I'll, I'll start focusing to cast literal teleport. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are five and two mounts, right? So you're Seven. totally fine. Yeah, easy. No problem. Just before we go, I'll look at Mary looking at Arthur and just be like, we can't. And then I'll release it. It's... You're teleporting home? Yeah, back home to Ver... Not Verdancia, to... Arendelle. Deep outside Arendelle. Um, easy enough. You know it well. And uh, given the... Uh, I guess, yeah, you still have to roll the D100... Uh, but the percentage chance of anything going wrong is very low. 32. And I can look quick on Tally. Yeah. I think you're you have still to roll like fine. less than 10 or something like that. Yeah. I think you are more than fine. But let's double check. Familiarity, uh, very familiar. Uh, yeah, on target is 25 to 100. If you would consider that very familiar. Yes, that is definitely very familiar. On target, yeah, you are you are definitely fine. Yeah, this is your home. Uh, with ease, you return to the great room and all of you, uh, even the two mounts can fit within the great room, big enough to hold them. Though you probably don't want both of them in there the whole time because that will become cramped. Um, you return, what do you do? 
we can take a long rest here. I certainly have to. I think we all look like trash. And then we can align on the plan and and go to you know where. Sound good? Is there a look to the magic users? Before we go to sleep, I got an empty gem. Spell gem? I don't have any spells left. We'll point out that requires attuning and unattuning, so that'll add an hour. take an hour. But I also... Yeah, attuning, and then you'd have to reattune to something for yourself. So it's technically an hour or two hour process. I don't, I don't know if I trust shit. I don't know if one of them, if we should keep some kind of watch or do something. I don't know. I can make Liam and Sanya inside this house if you want. We also just got a boon from the gods that said that no god can spy on us. Yeah, you're pretty safe. I feel pretty confident that that was pretty pretty cool. Hey, we just talked to a bunch of gods. Do you recognize that Pelor, the goddess of like goodness and light, spoke to Hondo as this champion? This guy, Hondo the Blue, guy who cuts off faces everywhere we go. He knows goodness when he sees it. <laughs> Shocking. He knows which horse to back. What can I say? Which fish to back? Jesus. <laughs> Semen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a nice little chuckle throughout the group after like the insanity of the last 24 hours. Yeah, I think everyone's hysterically like <laughs> delirious. A little, a little slap happy. Literally, we all got the shit kicked out of us. We <laughs> all look awful. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. You are all very bloodied. You know, your armors are for the most part magical, so there's no like, you know, any repairs needed, but uh, they are uh, heavily coated in ichor. Um, And your blades will certainly, you would take some time of your rest here to clean yourselves up and bathe and wash and, and, clean your armors and and what i will say is to achieve the long rest is is eight hours but after the ordeal i'm gonna say it's pretty fair to say you need at least an hour to like unwind yeah so we're gonna call it nine for for the long rest um but i do the caveat there is there was a lot of shit that just went down um can your minds rest after knowing what's to come after having seen what is and literally the fear of facing the devil in your next adventure i'd like all of you to make wisdom saving throws with which you have advantage hey okay because a fancy god uh i will point out it is a medium to hard dc hey i got a dirty 20 for mine Remember, you roll this with advantage. And uh, actually, and a d4. Oh, and plus a d4. Hondo, sick roll. 19. You're in the clear. 14. With advantage? With the d4? Yeah, I rolled a 4 the second time. What was the first time? Roll a d4. 10. Wait, wait, advantage, not disadvantage. Advantage, advantage. Take the higher. Yeah, I rolled a 10. And a four. Oh, I see. And then, and then did the you add a D4? And, and then I added a D4. Yeah. Okay. And it was 14. Okay. 
Uh, Gord Mary. Dirty 20 as well. I rolled low. (laughs) That is low. And Gordon. What do I need to roll, sorry? Wisdom saving throw advantage. Advantage. Rolled a 12, but I can roll again, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hell yeah. Find it, baby. 17. Plus a d4. Use all the things. 21. Yeah. Okay. Um, As you all go through like this hour of kind of just like, you know, there's not a whole lot of talking unless you have anything you really want to say to one another. I think it's just kind of like, you know, everyone just goes to their own chambers to like unwind, undress, begin the process of bathing, cleaning weaponry and armors and stuff like that. Um, You're free to have um, any discussions in this time. Uh, What I will say is all of you are exhausted and you're uh, able to fall asleep with the exception of Alana. You, the toll of the day weighs on you a little. And you've been bestowed with great boons and gifts. But something primal exists within you of like, it's not even fear of yourself, you know, dying or pain. But these others around you don't have your strength. They don't have your constitution. You may very well see one of them die tomorrow. And that keeps you up. To achieve another a long rest for you is going to cost uh, a d4 extra hours. So roll a d4. Ooh, for me, please. That's cool. That's cool. Roll up. Roll up. You want a one. Two. Yeah. Great. Okay, that's not bad. Not bad. Great. Average. Average. So, uh, it takes you an extra hour to kind of fall asleep proper and an extra hour through the night where you don't sleep consistently. And um, to achieve that long rest will gain, uh, will mean a total of 11 of your 15 hours have been used up by the time you want to get going. Would you allow some shenanigans where that could allow me to put something in a spell gem if we're having extra hours? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I have two second levels left, but that's as high as I go. So I, like, I can't do the dimension door one. The no, question... To... Sorry to interrupt. Um, yeah. I want you to roll me an insight check, Valentine. Because yes, the question okay. is, do I see, do, does Valentine see Awareness. that he's going to need extra time yeah. and that the group needs extra time uh, in the morning or in the evening? Because that affects when your spell slots are expected. 26. Yeah. Well, 17. Obviously, the two of you share uh, a special connection and you very well could be sharing a room at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that whether you spoke to one another about it uh, or... Uh, just simply you get that intuition that she is far off as she's going through the motions you can think that maybe it's it's a good idea to take some extra time and slow down so this evening you can absolutely do that i think i'll try and lie too and be like i'm just so tired i think i need extra time everyone i think i really need 
my hair looks like shit. I really want to make it nice for the trip to hell. I start arguing with you about your hair and then passive insight and not figure out what the fuck's going on. You don't understand, <laughs> Mary. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. So uh, what do you want to put into this, the number, the second level gem? Well, I have the fourth. Ollie, did you use your cure wounds in your gem or is that still around? Nope, that's still around. Okay. okay. So I have a fourth. I can only put one spell in it. Um, I don't know if Brock's used all his shit, but his are higher level than that. Yeah, I don't think you can like downcast to it. What I would say is, um, you can put a, you know, you can put a fourth level spell. Gord, if you have any thirds, fourths, you can upcast and expend a fifth level slot. Like you expend one of your pack magics, but it would just be a fourth. It would be the fifth level version. But I don't even know if you have any slots left. If you have any of your pack magic, if you don't, you don't. Gord apparently has one spell left. Just from your character sheet, if that's right. Should be. I don't even know what the best thing to put in it would be. I mean, the cure wounds isn't a bad idea either. Yeah. Because okay. Ando, do also... you have any spells left? Uh, I have slots left. Yes. Ando has a third. Has a third left. So, so what if you put a third cure wounds in this? Yeah. A third cure wounds. I can do that. Okay. I think that's our best bet. Honestly, I think so too. 3d8 plus 3. Yeah. Easy enough for uh, Kev, or, uh, for Hondo to go through the process. Everyone takes a little bit more time in the evening before settling in for the night's rest to do this before resting so you can get the slot back. Uh, and Leah, you can just write that it's a third level cure wounds. Do I roll? No, no. Uh, it's, nope. You're just putting the spell in the it's gem. It's putting so it into the gem. Order. So it can be stored and used, but I believe you can read up the, the item itself. I believe it uses the casting stat. Uh, in this case, like it would be plus his plus three. Mm-hmm. So I think it would yeah. be the caster's stat. So just somewhere right down that it was Hondo. We'll probably remember, but let's just be sure. Uh, Scott is Aetherius slash new Heartbreaker. So I'll full up on the same spells or did you use Yeah, them? I didn't use anything from that. So anyway, I still got to revivify in there and two Cure Wounds, I think, to cap it at five. There you go. Kyle, if at some point there's no rush on this, you want to add it to my D&D Beyond, that'd be sick. I couldn't find it. Sure. I'll do it right now. Did everyone else to add all it. your shit? Brock, did you add yours? Add your boon. Add. I'm doing it now. Because well, uh, there's the two things. Are we taking a long rest then? Like, can yes, I do it? you can all click long rest. Oh, we can click it. What you a great day, rest. gang. What a great day. Uh, apply your uh, apply your feats, which are the boons, with the exception of Val's. Yours is an item. Yep, I did, yeah. Uh, all of you can find the rune, R-U-N-E, of divine protection as an item. That can be clicked. It's not attuned, so it doesn't have to worry about that. You just click it, and it'll add modifiers on your sheet. You do um, need to make sure that you equip it, so make sure you check oops. the little box beside it. You have it, to equip it. And we all have to do this together, and we'll do it all right now. Um, in your max HP, or if you click on your max oh, yeah. HP, there's a max HP modifier box Yep. Uh, on the left side. When you pull that up, put 20 in there. So that's okay. part of the oh. part of the rune. What, what? First of all, where's the rune? The rune yeah. is an item. Item. 
So if you go to inventory, yep. and inventory. Manage, manage. manage inventory, then add items. Okay. I got over 200. Oh, damn. Probably she's coming for you. <laughs> not not near as much as Allie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why, why does it do this? I'll, I'll just have to adjust my charisma manually because it's an item. No, the item should do nope. it. No? It did. It's 22. What's okay. the name of the room? Rune of Divine Divine Protection. Protection. Okay. Mm. Sick. And I'm there. Okay. And then whatever boon you had too, if you haven't added it yet, Kevin. Yep, I got that. It's under feats. Okay. Oh, and then you have to like you have to click that it's equipped too. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about this max HP thing? So then go to your HP, and then under max, you're just gonna like click the mouse on it, and then you're gonna see there's max HP modifier. Uh, and you're going to put 20 there. So it's going to add 20 to your health. Okay. That's the result of like the final blessing uh, they kind of gave yeah, us. Sick. <laughs> I know. It's pretty dope. So, wait, so I have defenses now again. Oh, wait, I'm immune to being poisoned and frightened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Hell yeah, yeah baby. That's the rune of divine. Holy fuck! <laughs> These are the first resistances I've ever had <laughs> in this game. <laughs> Resistance poison. What a great day. Damn. This is just the DM building us up because he knows how bad it's going to be. Yeah, he's like, I made this shit tough, so get ready. I'll give you a fighting chance. So, Rune Divine Protection gives you a max HP increase of 20. You're resistant to poison damage. and You are immune to being poisoned, the condition, and frightened. You make all wisdom and charisma saving throws with advantage. Uh, when you take when you whenever you make an attack roll or a saving throw, you can add a D4, so it's constant bless. Um, you're under the protection of a non-detection spell, powerful enough to hide you from the gods themselves. I mean, nobody can scry on you. You can't be seen through divination. That will also hurt yourselves technically, if for some reason you were trying to like track one of one of the other. Like you know, if you were trying to use the the wayfinder sphere to look for one another you're invisible to it and then finally uh you have a death ward on you the first time you would drop to zero hit points as a result of taking damage you instead drop to one so uh, if you are subjected to an effect that would instantly kill you regardless of damage you uh drop to one and you are not instant killed um however once that death ward effect pops everything is gone the protection ceases so as long as you stay above one through a stay above zero you have this stuff the second you hit zero it's all gone so keep that in mind for like any like battles leading up to you want to make sure you still have this when you engage go for the big bad <clears throat> and then your the booms that you have are just with you, you got them that's your perpetual feet slash item abilities okay so we are uh back from break the Rest goes through, and you are able to long rest. All of you get some sleep, though uh, plagued with the potential worries, anxieties, and fears of the coming battle and the weight of it. Nonetheless, long rest is achieved. You are refreshed, hit points full up, exhaustion levels, if there were any, gone, conditions removed, spells regained. And unfortunately, um, 
took a little extra time, but you had a buffer as a result uh -huh. of your uh, being able to use the full weight of Azuth's fate, which is great. Um, and uh, actually, you should roll to get those back. I just realized that we should roll that uh, <laughs> as the morning comes. I'm making the last of my fancy, not Christmas coffee. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> just from the cupboard mm -hmm. definitely take uh, a cup of that Gord roll roll 2d6 plus 3 so 2d6 uh, Gord that's how many charges you get back in, your, in Azuth's fate uh, 4 and... plus 3 oh okay low uh, so you get 7 charges to Azuth's fate uh, and your staff of greater healing you used just heal out of, or did you do a mass cure as well yesterday? Anyone remember? Just heal. I don't think I did mass cure. Yeah. Okay, so you would get you get one d eight plus four back. So we'll just say it's at full because it's only six charges. So the high likelihood you get that back. So staff of greater healing is full up. Azuth fate only at seven, so that does kind of cut down on Azuth fate's uh, bullshits. Um, nonetheless, as I said, you're all rested. Uh, it is, you got back at noon and slept for 11 hours. Like by the time you like, you slept a bunch and like did stuff, 11 of your 15 hours is, is gone. So it is about 11 PM. Uh, you're on the cusp of midnight as you finish kind of re-acquiring uh, your items and re-attuning and prepping last-minute spells and getting your weapons at their prime, equipping and, and familiarizing yourself with what you can now do with your uh, godly boons, what do you do? As I, I like, make coffee in the morning, probably. One of the earlier up, because I guess Allie's still off. Whenever Valentine comes in, I just walk into a pan coffee. Did you write Will yet? Sorry, what was that? What'd you say? Did you write your Will? You should have written your Will. Oh, you your why will. are you telling because, me this Will shit? Because, Valentine, there are people, there are people who deserve something. Not a thing. There are people who deserve a message, a... They deserve to have closure. I'm not even... It, hopefully it doesn't happen. I'd really hope it doesn't happen. But I've been on the other side of this more than once. I did write a will. Good. Do we leave it here? One of us makes it back. Don't want it. Don't want the will to go to hell. That way, if we don't make it back and do win, but all die, at least someone can come across this house and know what happened. Good idea. Leave them on the table before we go. You good? Am I good? Yeah. Never been better. Just got part of my soul back. I'll just like click out Heartbreaker. 
just like give a little flourish and then click it back off, put it on my hip. It is nice to see you. Feels right. We're gonna do this. We're gonna fucking go to hell and kill the devil. We're gonna try. No, we're doing it. And I will spend 10 minutes every time someone enters, I'll spend 10 minutes hyping them up and you're all going to get temp hit points from my feet, which is you're going to add 24 temp hit points. I'm just imagining everyone getting a speech from Valentine that like starts real good and then eventually like yeah, kind of peters off of it. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes and sees another person. <laughs> okay. Come here. Come here. Come here. You're a garden, right? When, when the, the wild mother's time, you're in garden, you're going to grow, right? But sometimes it's cold and dark. You're like trapped in the darkness, but then you grow and you flourish and you sprout and you bloom and it's beautiful and it's fragrant and you're, we're going to do great. We're going to go to hell and we're going to come back here and we're going to have more coffee and it's going to be the best coffee you'd ever had. Do you know why? Because you're a garden and those coffee beans were growing in the garden. It's like a motivational speaker but it's a montage, and every time he's like, ooh, I've got it. It's even better this time. I got yeah. it this time. And I'm just cornering people. I'm just cornering people, like, hand on the frame, just like they can't leave. Just a lot of that. A good final moment. Good. Yeah. Do you want to roll? Is that something you roll? Nope. It's just flat. There's no level. level. Yeah. So sorry, uh, 24. 24. 24 temp. Okay. Temp. So go temp to your... HP guys and add in temp 24. Uh, and this ability can't be used again until everyone finishes a rest. So. Shorter. You hold it until then. Yep. Yeah, so it works to do it now. And then if you take a rest, like a short rest at some point before showdown, showtime, you could do it again in theory. So I have 10 minutes. It's just a reminder, too, for everyone temp doesn't stack. Yeah. So, like, so Scott, I know you have something that gives you temp. Brock does mm-hmm. too. Yeah, if you gain temporary hit points from another ability, it would knock these out and replace it. So it's best to wait until these are gone before you do any of those kind of things. Um, are there any uh, other conversations, plans, last minute things you want to do uh, before we move forward? This is all Let's supposed re-evaluate to reevaluate be... the uh, potion situation. Is all I'm saying. Okay. Just want to just want to put that out there. Sorry, Scott. Go ahead. We have an ambrosia plum, a gift from Bahamut slash um, Uth. Uth. As an action, when you consume this golden plum, you are cured of any conditions, diseases, or poisons affecting you. In addition, for the next... I Sorry, I actually forgot about that part. We shouldn't use it now. I was just looking at, for the next 24 hours, you regain max hit points whenever you're healed by magical source. But I think we, we should not. wait. We can't do any of this before we get through the weird waterfall. You're right, the weird waterfall. So waterfall these temp hit like... points, these temp hit points might go away too quickly from this mm, That's that's all right. Like we're going to hell. I, I think we're going to take some damage. Certainly possible. Um, the only thing I, I've guaranteed is the divine wards uh, protections. They will persist. Remember um, that. But any other spells um, and magical effects that you have on or around your persons would fade. Any concentrations would fall once you cross the threshold part of the part of the protections. Crazy. Uh, I will sheepishly slide the letter on the table and say nothing about it. I'm going to make sure everyone puts them there. Okay. <laughs> I am the, the annoying lawyer. Does everyone uh, submit some form of will as Mary requests. 
Hondo, do you have a will you put on the table? You don't have to read it. You don't Just need to explain what it is. No. But do you have something in written form? I tend to, you know, not care about those things. Yeah, I know, but everyone else cares. Hondo, we need to know, if you die, what are we doing? Are we bringing you back? Are we not bringing you back? Are we giving all your shit to charity? I think you would hate that. <laughs> you're, you're bastards, that's what I think. We have, a, we have like a Hunger Games for your bastards to get all your stuff. I do like that idea. <laughs> I'll just give him some parchment. He could scribble something down before we leave. Well, you have something scribbled. You don't have to, but something to consider that should things go awry and uh, one of you or, or one of you doesn't make it or only one of you makes it back, this would be a, uh, something we could pull back up in our kind of denouement of what does your, what's your final will and testament for the remaining heroes to see done for you or to you in Hondo's case. <laughs> okay. Or in your name. Uh, okay. I still have. I'm just doing inventory check. I still have a dispelling stone, and that's it. <laughs> I don't have. No, I have one potion of healing, just plain potion of healing, and a dispelling okay. stone. Mary, how are you doing, Kev? In terms of your extra shit. I feel like you have a lot, Kevin. Very potion. I have I have good amount of I have one no two po superior potions of healing, one regular potion of healing, one greater potion of healing. Hondo didn't use shit. He's got everything. He was a giant dragon for a while, so Yeah. I have wild dragon's breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, question for you, DM. Do, did uh, Gord and I lose Polymorph and Steel and Strike permanently from Raymond's attack thing? Uh, after a rest, it has returned. Okay, cool. Great to know. There you go, Brock. You get your favorite spell back. Yes. Yeah. Steelwind has returned. Yes. That was yes. really, that was admittedly really funny. Like it was that, devastating, that was but so also your reaction was really funny. Yeah. No. <clears throat> I think we're a good gang. It's time. Mary sells the dragon skill to summon the dragon. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, well, uh, let me... What were all of those specific items? Is there yeah, anything? No, that's... that's all stuff to be done after the pass-through um, where things would get disenchanted. So, uh, that's right. Okay. Unless there's any other conversations you want to have uh, or last minute prep who has, who has the knee of your uh, leaf Scott I think do you have it or does Ali have it like from Uth or from when no. we all got leaves because we all got no. leaves we all got leaves Neavir came back to save Gord and then she like tapped one of them I think you have it. And she said, use this if you need me again, kind of thing. Amazing. Totally blanked that out. Probably sobbing that Gord is back. So, knee of yours feather, I will add to my thing right now. Um, 
I will kind of, but after giving you all a speech and taking out Heartbreaker and beginning to start basically tracing some symbols in the ground to do, do a plane shift before we leave, um, I'll just kind of look over at Gord and then back at everyone else and be like, uh, Gord has to make it to this final moment where that God spoke about the bells going, him looking up. That's the moment for us. And I adore all of you. I love all of you. I would give my life for all of you, but Gord has to be the one to survive to that moment. I'll just kind of let that hang there. We ready to go? I'll scoop up. Pardon me. Ready to where we're gonna be. I'll scoop up some dirt. Maybe just like notice a tiny little flower growing in our garden, and then I'll look up, feel a breeze, smile at my friends. We'll we'll be back here soon. Just a quick trip to hell and back, and then I'll class plane shift. With the hand of the ferryman as the kind of focus, mm. um, gifted by Mephistopheles, or gifted, but given by Mephistopheles, um, and <clears throat> you use uh, uh, Heartbreaker's plane shift? I think it's the only one I have, yeah. You feel that familiar dropping sensation um, as you break through the planar boundaries. Um, and you feel yourselves drawn down. And where you were standing in, um, just outside your home, you know, stand knee-deep in frigid snow and arctic winds. You overlook a winding red river with ice-bound banks from a hooked cliff of ice and snow. At the peak of the cliff, you see a figure cloaked in layers of tattered brown robes and cloaks bony head of just a skeletal head beneath raises and looks in your direction and begins to stand using uh, an oar to push itself to its full height down the hill uh, towards this red river you can see a a decent sized skiff an open uh, skiff 20 by 20 feet wide by maybe 40 feet long, open to the elements, but enough room for all of you to make your way down the river Styx. And then, well, to kill the devil. We'll do it next time. Bring it on. Got it. But just know I'm running the, the moment we see it. <laughs> <laughs>